The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Come. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefields. Ken Beadle joins us now, Director of Risk Consulting with CHS Hedging and the Russell Consulting Group. A great way to end the week, uh, seeing some positive numbers in our grain trade. Nothing as spectacular as what we saw yesterday, but we're definitely not going to turn down some green on the screen today. Uh, as we look, Kent, let's talk about the... First of all, that Chinese speculation, that tweet came out yesterday morning from the president, and that definitely got the market excited, and they continue to talk about that today. Yeah, the, uh, uh, that started last night, actually, and there was uh, rumors in the marketplace that uh, the president had instructed his trade team to actually start working on language uh, regarding a trade deal, and so uh, that got that got everybody very excited. Soybeans up uh, double digits again overnight on the idea that maybe um, there was a lot, uh, that we were a lot closer to a deal than than many people had thought. But uh, there were some uh, reports coming out of uh, the White House and, and out of, uh, I think, the USDA as well. Uh, this, uh, this morning suggesting that, you know, put the brakes on here a little bit. Um, they had a good meeting, but we do not have a deal as of yet. And uh, when we got that, I think that slowed the market down. We uh, we fell back and uh, actually traded the beans negative for a while. Um, now the corn con- continued to hold its gains, and I think that was probably on some spreading between uh, corn and beans. You know, there was a lot of unwinding of corn bean spreads yesterday. And so um, when the soybeans actually turned lower this morning, uh, uh, the corn uh, held a lot of its strength just on on reverse of that spread activity that we had yesterday. And then all the markets uh, shot back up again here after about 11 o'clock. And, and that was... Uh, that was based on uh, some uh, some decent news in terms of uh, yield estimates uh, from a private company. And so it, it was a very choppy, volatile, but ultimately a pretty good day in the markets. And I saw some purchases, too, for corn came to Mexico. They bought, what, 200,000 or so metric tons yeah, of corn? Yeah, that's, that's very solid demand, and it, it, that demand is going to continue. Um, you know, we've, we've had a, a series of two or three weeks of, of relatively poor export sales in, in some for the corn market. And uh, I think that what we did is on the rally that peaked out a couple of weeks ago, we just kind of got ourselves uh, priced a little ahead of the of the competition. You know, there is black sea corn out there that's moving into, into some areas, but um, Mexico is a good solid buyer and uh, they, that demand is growing. Uh, substantially and of course now with um, uh, the trade agreements with the Canadians and the Mexicans um, likely to resolve any trade issues with them you know we're gonna we're gonna be seeing an awful lot of corn moving uh, to both our uh, major trading partners here in the northern western hemisphere well the ethanol margins will they continue to remain on the poor side actually what we believe is going to happen here is that uh, uh, those margins are going to improve um, we we see a fairly sizable window opening up 
uh, where we're going to be able to do some uh, uh, ethanol export into Brazil. Um, we had a good, we did a good chunk of that business last year, uh, but that's a seasonal window, and that window cl- had been closed for us for a while here, and uh, so margins had been had been pretty poor. Uh, but we think that we're we're moving toward a period where that's going to be an awful lot better, and I, I do think margins are going to improve. Since we're still talking about the corn, uh, real quick, harvest pressure, it looks like it's starting to kind of come to the, the downside as, as guys will hopefully have a good weekend uh, to get that crop, rest of it, out of the ground. Yeah, uh, there's... You know, we're looking at some rain coming in here in the in the northern part of, of the U.S., um, and so people have been working really hard to uh, to try to get uh, things finished as much as they can. Um, I think the one thing that I would say about corn yields as we've been uh, uh, moving through the back end of harvest here is that... Uh, They've kind of they've they've been kind of creeping lower, and um, we've been hearing an awful lot of disappointment in in uh, in many parts of Minnesota and the Dakotas relative to what those expectations were, um, based on either bean yields or just you know just general good looking crop conditions for most of the year. I think we uh, I think we suffered some field loss. Um, uh, some lodging and some other things that that have hurt yields, and uh, ultimately, I think that this didn't just didn't turn out to be quite as good a crop as as uh, we thought it was going to be in a number of uh, geographies. And some of the areas that were very wet in southern Minnesota, you know, they were hoping for you know a loss of ten to fifteen percent, and they're ending up with losses that are something closer to thirty to fifty percent in yield. We look at the basis for soybeans. Uh, again, weather will have a huge effect on, on their process this weekend. But are the basis going to kind of hold steady for now? Well, um, we actually think that we could start to see basis start to improve a little bit. And, um, you know, uh, over the last three weeks, um, you know, the delivery equivalents, uh, we improved somewhat in the eastern corn belt. But those the, those, bil- those bids are still... You know the corn, the bean bids are still fairly wide. I mean, let's let's face it; they're wide historically. Um, but uh, as we get to the back part of harvest here, uh, an awful lot of soybeans got put away. There is a lot less soybeans that have moved at, uh, at as of this point in time in the year, and than than what normally moves. And you know, with the carries that we have in the market, once those beans get put away, they're going to be hard to come out. So we're actually a little optimistic uh, that we're going to see bean basis improve, driven primarily by domestic processor demand. All right, well, stick around, folks. We do have more coming up here. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Ken Beatles joining us, Director of Risk Consulting with CHS Hedging and the Russell Consulting Group. We are less than a week away from the November 8th USDA report. A lot of anticipation, a lot of early talk already to see what these numbers will have to say. We know that Informa released some early estimates this week. As you look at those numbers, look at what you guys are seeing within your office. What can we expect or what are some highlights that we might see in these numbers? Well, I, you know, to begin with, the uh, uh, the Informa numbers out here at about 11 o'clock this morning were the driver for uh, a bit of a rebound in our market. And they, uh, based on their farmer survey, 
um, they are seeing uh, yields down another bushel an acre uh, from uh, last month's USDA estimate. They were actually underneath 180 bushels. Um, and I think that gave the market a little spark and it was a little bit of surprise. And, and as we relate that back to what we are hearing, um, you know, there's just been a fair amount of disappointment uh, as uh, as we've been getting into the later part of this harvest. And, you know, whether uh, the later part of the harvest happened to be in some of these areas that were a little bit wetter and just didn't have as good a growing condition, or even in some of the better areas, I think we've yielded just a little bit poorer than expectations. And, and we would concur with the uh, assessment from Informa that uh, we're likely to see a lower yield estimate uh, in the uh, in the report next week. Soybeans, I have to tell you, are probably a little bit more mixed. Um, we still hear some exceptional bean yields in some parts of the country, uh, but we've also heard some disappointment. And, and where it comes to soybeans, we've also um, had some of that field loss issue as well. Um, a lot of growers telling me that you know, there might have been three, four bushels an acre left out in the field because of lodging, uh, shattering of pods, those sorts of things. And, um, you know, the yields were still good. And so we're, we're not sure just how much lower the USDA might be. Uh, Informa was estimating a half a bushel an acre. And I tend to agree with that assessment based on what I've heard, but I also wouldn't be overly shocked if it ended up being pretty steady. And the average trade guesses that came out are actually quite steady for both corn and beans. So um, I would tell you that if uh, uh, if yields end up being lower next week, um, you know, that could be a nice little spark for the market. What we did so is we switch over to the livestock side. The cattle had a bit of a struggle earlier today as traders really wanted to see some higher numbers to end out now. It's today's trading day, but the week. Yeah, and uh, they didn't really come. Um, cash markets feel just maybe a little bit sloppy right now. There's still a lot of numbers out there. Um, and, you know, we've been really marred in a trading range here now for for quite a long time in a number of these cattle contracts um but we continue to see you know really solid support in the dece cattle at around 116 and uh you know just over 120 in the in the feb contract and we were able to hold on to those today but it was kind of a lower range close for the day lower range close for the week and um, maybe a little bit disappointing, uh, considering all the optimism that we've been hearing, you know, the last couple of days around trade. Um, so I, I'm a little bit, uh, uh, probably a little disappointed for the uh, for the cattle bulls, and and you know there have been quite a few of them out there as of late. Did the feeder cattle have the same kind of feel as what we've seen in the live cattle? Um. Feeder cattle, you know, have also been a little bit stronger, and, and of course, with the with the corn price kind of mired in a in a really low area relative to the range that we've been in the last ten years. I mean, that's given a spark to these feeder cattle, um, but uh, I think they traded rather poorly this this week, and and actually technically probably did a little bit worse than the live cattle did. Um, you know that, and and as they say, the feeders are the leaders. I I don't think that the that the price action that we've seen here this past week is 
uh, is a very good omen here for what we might see this upcoming week. I saw somebody describe this hog market as a bit of stair-stepping going on with trying to find direction as we wrapped up the week. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of nervousness in the hog market. Um, uh, Nervousness about supplies, especially domestic supply on one hand, um, and all of these reports of of the numbers and et cetera, et cetera. But then also nervousness uh, a little more on the bullish side on on a couple of fronts. First of all, uh, we still have um, the Asian swine fever issue out there. Uh, a, a lot more outbreaks that have been reported coming out of China. Um, we do think that this might be a, a reason why the Chinese are seeing um, maybe a little more urgency in trying to get a deal with us, and we hope that that's uh, we hope that that's true for the hogs. What is the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Kent? You know, I can be reached at eight hundred eight five one zero eight nine two. And uh, we'd love to hear uh, from your listeners if they have any questions about how we might be able to help with their marketing. Sounds good. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.